0: All right, today is not a typical sermon series day. We'll start back the sermon next Monday. I've got some announcements, I want to talk through some things for the spring with you all. But first, I want to welcome you back. Welcome home. All right, so usually in the fall semester, we'll go through freshmen, sophomores, juniors, I pretend like I forget the seniors just to give them a hard time because they've been around here a while, but Today is actually 104 days, if my math is right, until graduation for our senior class. So seniors, if you're in the house, would you stand up and let us give you a round of applause for all that you've been through? We also have the largest spring class that we have ever had in our history. And we have the most transfer students, new freshmen coming in the spring. And so we wanna welcome those who are new to Cedarville that may be here with us right now. So if this, if you've transferred in, if you came back after a break, or if you are a new freshman, would you stand up and let us welcome you to Cedarville University this spring? All right, now here, here's one thing I want to ask all of you to do. So we do have a larger group of new freshmen. They're figuring everything out. If you remember how it was your freshman year in the fall, uh, you went through a host of different things to make sure you understood where everything was. So if you see somebody, if you meet somebody and they're a new freshman or a transfer student, haven't been on campus, would you just take a minute and get to know them, welcome them to the campus, see if they've got any questions, just be a friend. That's all, that's all I'm asking you to do, but just to welcome. We, we all know... I'll probably hit this again later. We all know it's really difficult to build friendships with a mask on and six feet apart. So if you're an introvert, kind of like I am, and you walk into a room with this many people and you're new, it's a little intimidating. And so those of you that are extroverts in particular, don't don't overwhelm, but be generous and nice. Uh, Introduce yourself, be a friend. Give a phone number so they've got somebody to text or ask a question to. If you're in that RA unit or in that dorm with somebody that's new, just reach out to them. Just be, just be friendly. Welcome them to the campus. Uh, if you encounter a commuter student, it's even harder because the commuter students aren't in the dorms, and so just be aware. One way we can love one another well and have authentic, genuine Christian communities to make sure we reach out and do that well. So, welcome. It's good to have you all back an announcement for you. This past semester, we had HLC, our Higher Learning Commission, did an interim report for accreditation. That's important to all of you because you want your degrees to be accredited. In that interim report, we had a team that worked on it, put together this huge, massive, long report. And here are the results. They had no recommendations, no monitoring. We basically have a clean bill of health, a clean report. So would you join me in expressing appreciation to Dr. Mack? specifically Dr. Yang. They did a phenomenal job. It's no small feat to have no monitoring or no reports. And so we're, we're good to go, I think, to year 25, 26 is when our next visit is from the accreditor just to check up make sure we're doing everything we should. This team did a phenomenal job. So. As you talk to your faculty members and others that would have worked on this, uh, just express appreciation. All right, we've been busy. It it was a long break. And in some ways, that's a good thing. In some ways, that's a bad thing. But we've been busy over the break. I want to make sure you're aware of a few things that have happened. We now have lockers instead of post office boxes. Now, I understand some of you are going to have mixed reactions over that because you like your box. You like it so much. Some of you took the door off of it, which you shouldn't do yet. We'll take care of that. But... When I say we'll take care of that, we're going to let you, if you want those at some point in time in the future, more to come, uh, have an opportunity to do something like that. I don't know why you would want an old post office locker door, but whatever, They'll, they'll figure it out. So now we have lockers where you will get your package, you'll get an email, you scan, you can get your package at any time it's open. You don't have to stand in line. Once you get your package, that locker goes back into the queue. Another package goes into that locker. It's a much more efficient system. How many of you have used it already? Yeah. Several of you. All right. And so we're excited about that. We think that's an upgrade. Uh, We've upgraded our wireless all over campus in some various areas. Not every single wireless access point has been upgraded, but we have upgraded a a lot of them. Uh, It's a very expensive project. And so if you're having trouble connecting or something, that could be part of it. Just make sure you get to the right people. They'll get you connected and it should be faster, more efficient as well. We've also improved virtual technology. The OWLS is what they're called, the little things that stand in the center of the classroom that have a whole bunch of eyes that see what's going on to make it easier for you all. So if in case you need to take advantage of that virtual technology, we've increased that in almost every classroom. This is important. It's important for quarantine, but we have purchased 13,000 antigen tests. So the antigen tests are the 15 minute tests They're not quite as reliable as the PCR test, so we will still be utilizing some PCR testing for COVID-19, but these antigen tests give us the ability to test you and know within 15 minutes, positive, negative, how that works. Now, here's where that's really important. Again, I may repeat this just so you get it later. Quarantine rules have changed. The CDC has shortened the length of quarantine for which we're very thankful. So instead of 15 days, I I can see you're thankful as well. So instead of 15 days, it goes down to seven days with a negative test. That's a big difference. So that means on day seven, anybody in quarantine is going to want that negative test, that opportunity to test. And you're not going to want to do a PCR test that takes 48 to 72 hours to get the results back. You're going to want to know then can I get out? Am I free? Can I get out of quarantine? So 13,000 antigen tests have been ordered. That should take care of us more than enough for this semester. Uh, And so then you'll have the opportunity to get that test, hopefully get right out of quarantine, right back into all your daily activities. Again, I'll probably hit that again later. In order to do all these testing, UMS is, is overwhelmed with everything that's happened with COVID. They've done a phenomenal job keeping up. So would you express appreciation to them for working endless hours? There's no way they could add 13,000 tests going through the course of a semester to the workload that they already have. So we've stood up a COVID testing center in the Health Science Center. If you're new here, HSC Health Science Center, we, every building gets shortened, you'll learn it all. It won't be a problem. It's still go through UMS. UMS will make sure that they tell you the location of where you're gonna be tested, all of those various items. So it's still your point of contact. 13,000 antigen tests, if we were to do that, that basically boils down to one test every three minutes of hours of operation for us. And so that's a lot of testing capacity that we now have. So UMS obviously can't handle that. So we stood up a testing center. We also are prepared to deliver 15,000 plus meals. Last semester, we delivered 15,361 meals with 263 faculty, staff, and student volunteers that helped make sure everybody that was in isolation or quarantine was fed. So if you helped with that, thank you. Can we give a round of applause for them? All right, we have also brought back the Mongolian Grill on a limited schedule. Yeah, it's the little things, right? And so you can pay attention to the details of in the middle of the week when that's going to be taking place. It's not going to be exactly like it was because you can't do self-service in food yet uh, in Ohio and in Greene County in particular. And so some things will still be a little different than where we would like them, but this is a step in the right direction to getting back to normal. We also have added new high-powered lights to the caged field. So if you're brave enough to go out in the cold, it's gonna be really light and bright out there. Once it warms up, that'll give another opportunity, another field where you'll have the opportunity to have recreation, intramurals, get exercise, things of that nature. There's more. I'm not gonna mention every little thing that we did or all of the things that we'd like to change. We'll tell you, we, our desire is that this semester, if we can go more and more and more back to normal. So one of those things is today, you guys were having such a great time talking to one another. We didn't start till 10.05. We will be starting chapel back at 10 o'clock every day, moving forward from this point into the future. Standard protocol, 10 o'clock, we'll start chapel. We're gonna be in here every day. In fact, I think that's my next slide. We're gonna be in the field house every day to start because the capacity of this room according to fire code is over about 8,000 7,900 and something so this gives us more room and so we're going to be in here as we start the semester every single day it'll be online as well Lord willing I would love for us to end back in Jeremiah Chapel before the semester is over now I I can't promise you that's going to happen because it's out of my control. We're just going to have to see what takes place. We're going to try to get as many things back to normal as we can. I love seeing you all worship. We're going to try to make sure we have worship music just about every day. There'll be a few special days we won't, but we're going to have two songs every day. We're still going to keep some of the worship chapels. So tomorrow will be a worship chapel here uh, in the field house. And so as you Look at the chapel schedule, pay attention to that. We're also gonna give some break days like we did last semester because it is a compacted schedule. And because we're gonna be here on Good Friday, we're gonna have a special worship time during that entire day. We have the opportunity to actually walk through Good Friday as a campus this year. And so we're gonna do that. Some more information will come uh, on that later on. I would encourage you to make chapel a priority. I get it. We all get it. We have this thing that's common to all of us. It's called a sin nature. That sin nature tells us if something's not absolutely required to where I have to scan in and it's recorded, that I don't wanna go. And so I get it. I understand. Chapel is one of our distinctives, it's important. God will work in your life in chapel when the word is preached, even when you don't wanna be there. And He does that every single year. So I just encourage you in your mind, as you're thinking through what's this semester gonna look like, make sure this semester looks like chapel every single day. You're on an honor system. I understand how sin nature works and how an honor system works. I get it, all right? right. I'm not, And I'm not trying to push a legalistic idea on you. I'm just telling you it's good for all of us. It's good for my soul to be in here every single day, to be listening to the word preached, to be singing praises with all of you. So let's make it a priority that we try to make sure we do that and do it well. All right, commencement. For those seniors that stood up earlier, if at all possible, now there's the caveat, right? This is the James way of saying Lord willing. If at all possible, we will have a graduation ceremony May 1st. We are committed to that. Uh, We're committed to doing everything we possibly can. It's probably gonna be outside, which will be interesting. There's a host of details we have to figure out. Uh, But class of 2020, if you're watching online or hearing about this from friends, we welcome you back for this as well. If enough of the class of 2020 comes back, we may even have a separate ceremony just for the class of 2020 to congratulate them on what they did in their time at Cedarville as well. So more information to come, but we are committed to making sure we do this, all right? Okay, so I, I hate masks, all right? I just do. I'm sure most of you are right there with me. How many of you absolutely hate them? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. How many of you like them? There's some, of you that, there's some of you that like them. Okay, whatever. You may wear a mask after this is all over. I don't know, whatever. Um, I, the, yeah, the only time I like a mask is when it's really cold outside and it helps keep me more warm. And so that, that I got an amen on that. That's something special there, all right. So here's the deal. All of us have, have we came back to campus. We are here. The next two weeks are important. We are committed and resolute to finishing this semester, if at all possible, on campus, face-to-face, in community, with one another, having classes, with face-to-face education as much as we possibly can. We are committed to pushing towards normal in every way possible. These next two weeks are critical towards doing that. So I have to remind you, as part of what I need to do to remind all of us That for the next two weeks weeks in particular, we need to be especially careful. We don't know what all has descended back onto campus. We'll get that sorted out in about two weeks' time. We'll kind of figure out exactly what's happening. And so we just need to be careful. So that's what I'm asking you to do. Be careful. Wear your mask, especially you have to when you're in class. Uh, You need to wear your mask when you're in group settings. You need to wear your mask when you can't be socially distant or physically distant. And so two weeks, very diligent on that and then we'll kind of see what happens for the rest of the semester, all right? Wear your mask. Can you do that for me? Just to be here, can you do that for me? Is that all right? That's pretty weak. Come on. That's still pretty weak. Y'all are as tired of this as I am. All right, conduct a personal wellness check. If you're sick and you don't feel good and you have a fever, don't go to class. Don't expose other people. Uh, Make sure that you're, you're just aware Take personal responsibility. If you know something's not right, okay, I'm, I'm gonna stay away from people today. If you know maybe maybe I'm not feeling that great, okay, keep six feet away from me. I'm not feeling that good today. We, we still chat, we talk six feet away, all right? That's, that's important because it keeps your friends out of quarantine. So if you know you're feeling something's just a little off, uh, whether that's all of a sudden you can't taste broccoli or whatever it may be, uh, fever, feel bad, overly tired, whatever the symptoms may be for you, I just have personal responsibility. Practice physical distancing. So the key to staying out of quarantine is six feet apart, not being within six feet for 15 minutes or more. And if you're not within that close contact range, you don't have to go to quarantine. And so it's just wisdom that we can maintain space whenever we can maintain space. Sometimes you can't. I get that. You know, Like if you live in Prenti and Lawler, it's just no possibility that you're going to be able to do that. Hey, I love Printy and Lawler. All right, you guys are awesome. Let's give Printy and Lawler a hand. All right. Be wise where you can. That's all I'm after. Okay. Wash your hands frequently. That's just good for any season. And and fortunately for us right now, the flu season doesn't seem to be as bad as it has been in past years. And so some of these things that we're doing of distance and mask and washing hands may actually make the flu season uh, less than what it would normally be. And sanitize your space. You've got these, you understand all of these. So travel advisory, if we can be here for two weeks and not have a major outbreak of COVID, we'll be in great shape. Limit your travel away from campus to when you have to, need to, things that are going on. Don't go to a hot spot. Don't go to a place where you're going to be engrossed into being con- infected and then bring it back to campus and infect all of us. Be wise, personal responsibility, and embrace the bubble. Just embrace the bubble. We're here. We talk about it sometimes as being a bubble. It's really a greenhouse, but embrace the bubble. All right. You've got it. Isolation and Quarantine. The only thing that's new on this is seven days with a negative test for quarantine or 10 days total. So if you don't want to take the test at seven days, you can just be in quarantine for 10 days and then you can get out of quarantine, but we've got the test ready to go for you so that we can test you. So we'll be doing more testing uh, this time on campus. All right, now here's one of my major concerns too. So I've told you, wear your mask. I've told you, be be distant where you can, physically distant. Uh, I'm also concerned about discipleship and friendships. It's really difficult to develop close friendships with a mask on and with six feet of space and with everybody trying to be really cautious. But it's part of the Cedarville experience to develop those friends for life. Those friendships, those discipleship opportunities, those people that you can pray with, that will pray with you and pray for you, those people that will hold you accountable those those relationships in your dormitory, those relationships with your RAs and your RDs, those relationships with classmates. And so I want to encourage you also that it is more important than ever that we are intentional and strategic in building relationships. We need to be careful, we need to be wise, but we need to build relationships. Freshmen, if you have not built solid, tight relationships yet, I encourage you to build those relationships. We have 15 weeks. Every day matters. That's what it says in the bottom right-hand corner. Every day matters. You have 15 weeks. You have 104 days in those 15 weeks. Let's build relationships. Let's grow in godliness. Let's focus on our walk with Christ. Let's pursue him in every way that we possibly can over the next 104 days. So perhaps you're here right now, and perhaps over the break it was really bad for you. You got back into some sin habits because it was a really long break. You were just in a bad environment for whatever reason. You had some bad influences that may have taken hold. This is a fresh start. This is a new opportunity for you to say right now, the next 15 weeks, the next 104 days, I'm going to be in the Word. I'm going to be praying regularly. I'm going to seek out those friendships and those relationships. And so I'm going to get back to where I need to be to pursue Christ with everything I have. So if you need to talk to somebody, if you need to tell somebody, let me just encourage you after this, after we're done here, either in the field house or back in your dorm or after a class, talk to somebody and say, hey. Listen, I need somebody to hold me accountable. I need somebody that will pray with me. I need somebody to come alongside me. Sophomores, juniors, seniors, invest in somebody younger than you. You will grow more investing in others than you will grow having others invest in you. So give back to that discipleship opportunity. This is the largest class of new students for the spring. I want you to have more friends at the end of this semester than you ever thought possible. That's one of my prayers for you. Also, If you are struggling academically, if you are struggling spiritually, if you are struggling in any way, please seek help. There are different avenues on campus where we wanna be there for you. We wanna walk with you. We wanna help you. And so I just encourage you to seek help. Go talk to somebody. That's the best thing you can do because we wanna walk with you together. You say, well, I'm struggling with a sin issue. Yeah, we all are. Come tell somebody, put to death the flesh that's within you to pursue Christ well. All right, next Monday, we will start back up with our sermon series, No Jesus, No Joy. So right now, as I look around our country, as I look around what else is happening, we all know that we live in a really broken world. And there's not much that I could say that would make that okay or help us make sense of that or help us understand it. Comments on one side offend others other people comments on that side offend other people. It's we just really live in a world that needs desperate prayer, in a world that needs the gospel, in a world that needs Jesus to return and make all things new. So in this sermon series, as we're going forward, in the providence of the Lord, there's a couple of passages that have been just key to me as I walk forward and look at this. I don't have all the answers. I don't pretend to have all the answers, but I know the one that does. And I looked at his word where he's revealed himself to us. And in Philippians chapter three, verses 18 through 21, he says, for many whom I have told you often and now tell you even with tears. So he's not arrogant, it's with tears. They walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. What happens to enemies of the cross of Christ? Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. The earthly fleshly desires is the God and they glory in their shame. We don't have an arrogance when we see that. We have tears because we realize that those are people created in the image of God that Jesus died on the cross for that are glorying in their shame and their end is destruction. They have their minds set on earthly things. There's a but here and this is for us. Instead of having our mindset set on earthly things, instead of being known for what we're against, instead of fighting with everybody over things that have no cure in this life, our citizenship is in heaven. Our mind is set on heaven. We have an eternal perspective because we know Jesus is going to make all things new. So our citizenship's in heaven and from it we await a Savior. The Lord Jesus Christ, not just any Savior, not a Savior that comes with a political party or a Savior that comes in economics or a Savior that comes anywhere else. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only Savior. We await Him, the Christ, who can transform this lowly body that is tempted, that is flawed, that has a sin nature, that struggles every day to try to please Jesus. He's going to transform this lowly body to be like his glorious body so that I no more wrestle with my sin nature. That's going to be defeated and that's going to be a glorious day for each and every one of us. The injustice, the racism, the issues that we see out in our culture will be gone because he's going to transform us all to be like his glorious body. And he's got the power to do it. He's got the power even to subject all things to himself. So what do we do? Philippians chapter four, we'll get there before the semester's over. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Repetition in scripture, you underline it, you star it. It's there for a reason, it's there for emphasis. Paul writing to us saying, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Why do we rejoice? We rejoice because we await the coming Savior who's gonna set it all right. Let your reasonableness be known to everybody. We usually skip over this because it's surrounded by really good stuff, but these are good words for us too. In our conversations, and our actions on online, and social media, in our, in our discussions with those who may disagree with us, let your reasonableness be made known to everyone. I hear what you're saying. I'm processing that. I may disagree with you and here's why, but I'm a reasonable individual and my reasonableness is gonna be known to everyone because the Lord is at hand. I'm more worried about your eternal destiny than I am winning an argument. I'm more worried about your soul and where you are with Christ than I am having you think I'm smarter than you are, no more than you, or I'm right and you're wrong or any of those type things. I'm more worried about where you're gonna spend eternity. So I'm scared, I'm anxious. I get it. We all have moments like that. And here the text tells us, be anxious, do not be anxious about anything. Be anxious for nothing. So how are we gonna not be anxious? I wake up, I find myself anxious. Lord, what's gonna happen today? I I don't know, I don't understand, I'm anxious. That moment of anxiousness turns into a moment of prayer. I'm anxious about what's happening in our country. I'm anxious about COVID. I'm anxious about finals. I'm anxious about this class that I have to take. That turns into prayer in everything. So what can we do for our country? What can we do for those with whom we disagree? What can we do when we look out and see issues in our nation? In everything, all of those things, we go to the Lord in prayer with supplication for others, pleading for God to intercede with thanksgiving because we have a good God that hears us. We're not separated by a veil. That veil has been torn from the top to the bottom because of the blood of Jesus. And we can approach the very throne of God, God that created all of the earth, all of the universe, everything in it, the God that is all powerful and almighty. I can pray to him. Why is it right for me a lowly sinner and rebel against the king to be able to offer prayers that God will hear. He shouldn't give me an audience. He shouldn't give me the time of the day. But because I'm clothed in Christ and united with Christ, it says I can pray to God, that's a high calling and that's a calling for all of us. All of us in prayer, anxious for nothing because we know the king, the ultimate king who's in control of all things. So we go to him in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and we let our requests be made known to God. You're lonely, you're scared, you're anxious about something that's going on in life, something that's happening, go to God. Get in his word. Let the word of God soothe your soul like sweet honey. Tell God about your issues and your problems and your desires and your wants. And you know what happens? This text tells us in the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. How are are you people so calm? Don't you see what's going on in the world? It's the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. I don't mean to imply that this cures everything, but he told you if you have an issue and you need to come see us, come see us, come get help. But I do want your first response and my first response. Anytime I find that my heart is anxious, anytime I look out in the world and I go, I just don't understand, I I can't make sense of this. My first response should be, I go to the Lord in prayer. God, will you intervene? So that's what we're gonna do here in closing. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer and then you'll be dismissed. I'm looking forward to a great semester. I'm looking forward to a great celebration on May the 1st with the class of 2021. I'm gonna ask God to help make that happen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we humble ourselves before you because we know we're not worthy. God, we know that we are sinners. We need your grace and we need your mercy. Lord, we know that our campus is not a perfect campus and Lord, we need your grace and mercy on this campus. We need for our hearts to be focused on you. We need for our affections to fade away from the things of this world, to be refocused on you, that we desire you more. Lord we look around at our country and our nation and we see things that are broken, we see things that break our heart, we see things that are not right. And so God, we cry out to you and say to you, Lord Jesus, give grace and peace and wisdom Lord, bring revival. Lord, change the hearts and minds of those that need to be changed to change our nation so that it would pursue you and be for the flourishing of all mankind. God, I want to pray for all of our students, those who may be struggling to build those relationships, those friendships with the class that's going to happen this semester, Lord, would you grant them peace and grace and good friendships and good discipleship? Would you have good voices speaking into their lives? Lord, would they turn to you? Would they grow in their relationship with you in such a way this semester that they would look back on it for the rest of their days as a life-changing semester where they learn to walk with God? Lord, would your word come alive as we personally read it in our devotions, as we hear it preached in chapel, as we Learn about it in the classroom. Lord, would your word just come alive and so infiltrate our minds and our hearts and our desires that we would please you on this campus. Lord, would you do something this semester on this campus so radical that none of us would ever be the same? And God, in your grace and in your mercy, would you grant us a successful semester here? Would you grant us the ability to not only be able to to make it through, but Lord, to flourish in a way that I don't even know how to pray for at this moment. God, we want you to be glorified in every life and in all we say and all we do. So we ask all of this in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. You are dismissed.